You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Hi, welcome to Comeback City, where we explore Detroit's past, present, and future. Today, we are talking about the Detroit Riverfront and the Riverwalk. This episode is brought to you by Spectacular Strolls. Spectacular Strolls offers 15 historic walks in Detroit. Each walk is a self-guided 20-minute tour. Visit SpectacularStrolls.com to order your next Detroit history adventure. I'm Linda Shepard. With me today is my co-host, Matt Schenken. Hi, Matt. Hi, Linda. We have some special guests today from the Riverfront Conservancy. Mark Pasco, Director of Communications, and Cassie Brensky, Chief Development Officer. Hi, Mark and Cassie. How are you doing? Hey, guys. Hey, great. Thanks for having us. So we are so excited to talk about the riverfront and the river walk. I know you've got um, a lot of new exciting developments coming up, um, but let's start with the river. Let's start with where it all started. So, uh, so I can I ask a question? Go ahead, Matt. I it, this is a, a question that's been plaguing me. Is it a river or a strait? What is the Detroit? Because I call it the Detroit River, and I come from an academic mm-hmm. background. And so, please educate us. The answer is yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was my question? Is it a river it's a or river. Is, it's a river or yeah. a strait? It's a okay. It's, please, yeah. it's technically it, it's a river, but uh, it's considered just a strait as well. And what so define – yeah, define that. What, what, how does one define a river or a strait? I had <laughs> always heard that a strait was a connecting body of water between two larger bodies like the St. Clair – Lake St. Clair yeah. and the Erie. Right. The Detroit River connects Lake St. Clair with Lake Erie. Right. Right. So it's kind of a strait, but it's also a river. And another debate, not to get into the river or the straight debate, but is it 28 miles long or 32 miles long? The jury's still out on that, depending how much of the tributaries you take into it and mm-hmm. what part is straight, what part is the river. It's either 28 or, or 32, but either okay, way, it's, this is it's a beautiful. Rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> this is totally you don't want to go down that rabbit hole. No, let's not. But um, de- the river is why Detroit is Detroit, Right. I mean, it started back with the trappers and, you know. Yeah, a huge amount of commerce has come from the riverfront. Way back in the 50s, the riverfront was so busy that uh, Congress actually made it a federal highway because there's so much oh traffic goodness. going back and forth. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. And and um, is it true that uh, uh, way back when uh, at the turn of the century that it, it, it competed against this um, – the, the Suez Canal. The Suez Canal for for amount of tonnage? That's true. I can't throw any numbers in terms of the tonnage, but it was incredibly busy and there were a lot of uh, ship traffic going back and forth and it rivaled uh, the Suez and, and other places like that as well in well, terms of just volume and traffic. It's still true, isn't it? I mean, there are major freighter watchers on that. I am one of them. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, we look out our window yeah. and it's incredible, especially when the spring weather comes between spring, summer, and fall. There's freighters every couple of minutes. You can set your watch to it. Well, and For- one of the things that we've got going on this summer is we're going to have someone down there calling out what all the freighters are. Oh, great And idea. what they're carrying and where mm. they're going and where they're coming oh, from. Oh, what a great idea. Yeah, so you can just sit on the river walk and listen to them yell it out. I mean, there's so many that come yeah. down in a day. Wow. And they come from all over the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool to look and see and you can see the names. You can look up the names. There's websites dedicated to that. Wow. And it's interesting to see the different flags that they have flying as right. well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, <clears throat> okay, we're going to talk about the Riverwalk now. And I just have to say that one of my favorite things on the Riverwalk are those maps over by Rivard Street, like the map on the ground that shows mm-hmm. all the little city, all the cities surrounding the Detroit area. Yeah. In Canada and in the United States. And then that gorgeous glass map of the St. Lawrence Seaway, which shows you why there are freighters that go down Mm -hmm. the Detroit River because they're coming through there. Those are easily probably two of the most photographed destinations along yeah. the riverfront are those two well, maps. Well, they're so yeah, cool. People like mm-hmm. them. People like to see where they're from or where they're going and take their picture and ends up on social media quite a bit. Yeah. Are you guys responsible for that? Uh, what, so what what does the uh, Riverfront Conservancy? Yeah. Can uh, you tell us a little bit about how it started? Because this show is called Comeback City. And I feel myself that the Riverwalk and w- what you guys have done there started it. You started the comeback. Yeah. Well, the philanthropists in Detroit started the comeback. So the Riverfront Conservancy, our story started when – Matt Cullen, David Page, David Campbell, a bunch of people got together and said the riverfront should be a gathering place for all. This was in 2003. And they started rallying the funds. Faye Nelson was their first executive director. And talking to all the foundations in town, Detroit is incredibly lucky to have so many foundations that are based here, Mm. raised the money to start transforming the space. Uh, We oversee the 5.5 miles that go from the Ambassador Bridge to the Belle Isle Bridge. And then just beyond, we have a public space as well, uh, Gabriel Richard Park. Right. That's fairly new. As they started unlocking pieces of the riverfront, they started thinking, what can we do with the public spaces along it? Uh, Mount Elliott is new. We oversee that park. Um, DeQuindercut went in in 2009. Connecting the neighborhoods to the riverfront, which is another thing that's really big at the Conservancy, is figuring out how we can get people down to the riverfront without getting on a major road. Whose idea was this Conservancy to begin with? I mean, was there one person or was it just kind of a bunch of people kind of meeting together? Yeah, it was a collective of people. Um, I, I think David Page is probably attributed the most as having this idea, but he gathered philanthropists together. Um, like Matt Collin, uh, Faye Nelson, David Campbell, and others. And Cre- the Kresge Foundation, of course, was <laughs> instrumental in making this possible. They made a $50 million gift to get wow. us started. Um, and back then, that, I mean, that was a really huge 50 gift. $50 million is a lot of money. Yeah. For sure. Um, and they finished a campaign of, of over $160 million for what you see wow. now. Wow. Who is yeah. David Page? David Page is a really incredible person. He was a lawyer at Honigman. Um, he has since passed away. We actually have a beautiful butterfly garden that's dedicated to him at Gabriel Richard Park. Um, but he was just a force within the philanthropic community. I mean, he made, he talked to everybody about it and got people involved that might never have gotten involved. 
I think the idea of Detroit reclaiming the riverfront had been around for a long time, for, for decades, for a while. The riverfront um, was kind of a desolate place. It wasn't a very attractive place. There was very, very little industrial. public access. It was very mm-hmm. industrial and it served its, its purpose. But I think a lot of people for a, a, a long time thought that it could be so much more. So for decades, there's probably been that groundswell to want to do something. But it really wasn't until 2003, mm-hmm. as Cassie said, when things came together and, and the Conservancy launched with General Motors and, and Kresge and the city of Detroit as the launching partners. And that, that idea of reclaiming the riverfront finally gained momentum. Mm-hmm. So the first job was cleaning it up. I remember silos, those were the big thing. Yeah. The were they hard to get rid of? I imagine yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the stories that I heard from people when I, I joined the Riverfront Conservancy this past fall was that they would crawl through fences to try to see the water. They couldn't – there wasn't access to it. Wow. And it was incredibly dangerous to do that. Yeah. You know, I kind of remember that because I remember hearing about – the river walk and the plans and, you know, I think when they first opened up the very first section, it's kind of like, how do you get to it? Where is it? And I, if I would drive along Atwater, I would see fences everywhere. And so it's kind of like this big mysterious thing. In fact, Matt, didn't I meet you down there for lunch one time? And we were going to, we had the hardest time trying to find how, how to get in there. Finally, we figured it out. It was by the, by the Renaissance Center that we could get in. Right. And, now, you know, I love that parking lot over on Rivard Street. Mm-hmm. That's fabulous. You know, so you can just park there for free. And yep. I think still a lot of people are a little bit confused about where to park, you know. But that's a big, beautiful parking lot. Everybody loves free parking, especially in, a major, <laughs> in Detroit. A it is major a great thing. Rivard Plaza. Rivard Plaza was our first plaza and pavilion along the riverfront, and there's a, a pretty decent sized parking lot there. And because of the free parking, and because of the incredible beauty of the riverfront and the amenities we have at Rivard Plaza, like the maps that you mentioned, and um, a bike shop and a playground, and the the boat tours take off there. There's restrooms. That's where security and and uh, did you say Operations carousel? officer, the carousel. The carousel. The I was waiting wait, for that. The there's Cullen, a ca- wait, hold yeah. on. There's a wait, hold on. There's a carousel. The Cullen carousel. It'll knock your socks off. It is off. Really? beautiful. And most of the creatures on it are native to the waters, oh, except you know the mermaids. There's two. There's hey, two. Hey, don't d- possibly. Are there unicorns? <laughs> There no, are. No. There, there's a river monster and a mermaid. All the other characters were all hand-carved by wow. this artisan. And there's like sturgeon and, and other animals it's that so you see cool. along the riverfront. So it's very unique. It is a work popular. of art. It's it is the most beautiful carousel I've ever seen for sure. Um, and also the fountains. Now, those fountains that are closer to the um, – Renaissance Center. I noticed kids kind of play in them. Was that what they were? Because it's kind of like a cross between a fountain and a splash pad. Well, now it's now it's a splash pad. <laughs> so originally it was intended to be a fountain, but the kids kept playing in it, and so we said, "Well, if that's what the people want, that's what the people can have." That's and so we. Cool. Turned it into a splash pad, and now you see kids just running through that all summer long. I've also I've often been accused of being a child. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can adults play in um, a splash pad? Absolutely. Sure. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. Thank you. It's just kind of water that comes up from the ground, right? And spot, yeah, and, and there's chlorine you. in it. It's clean. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And then over by the Renaissance 
Renaissance Center also is my other favorite thing, the other big maps, the maps of the world. And every wow. time I go up there, I always look at those maps and I think, wow, you know, Africa yeah. is so big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you're know. talking about the, the maps and, and the ground at right. GM Plaza. That's another very photographed area along the riverfront. It's front. beautiful. People come from all over the world and they like to go there and stand there and figure out where they're from and, you know, take their photographs. And sometimes I'll have someone go up in the, uh, the uh, upper reaches of the Renaissance Center and, and shoot down. Oh, absolutely. Oh. And it's almost like a geography lesson in a way. It's like, well, what is this over here? Oh, Madagascar. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, you're, you're trying to figure it out because you don't see a map that big. To that scale. You're right. No, anywhere else that you can walk on and, so, you know. So I, I'm taking a friend out to for his birthday belated birthday dinner. And um, so tell me where, you know, and I live over on the west side of the state. Tell me, uh, tell me what I should. Is it open at night? Yeah, you know what you should do. Um, yes. Is it a weekend when you're taking him out? I'm taking him out tonight after this podcast. Oh man, I was hoping it was a weekend. Well, I'll take him out for a weekend. <laughs> okay, but, but is it open at, during the week? Yeah. Uh, no, on the weekend though, our freight yard is open, uh, and there's food trucks and drinks, sweet. and it's open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay, um, so you're taking him out tonight, right? And you're going to go downtown. Yeah, mm-hmm. he and lives. He lives just downriver. He bought a little duplex. Um, just uh, where they're, you know, where they're putting in the new bridge. Uh, they're putting in, you know, um, the just south the of Gordie the Gordy Howe Bridge. The Gordy Howe Bridge, oh. and River, actually that's my neck of the woods. Yeah. It, it, uh, what's that neighborhood just across from the cemetery? Um, the the Del Rey. The area. Del Rey, yeah. And you know what? I I've been, you know, for me. So Linda loves the 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 Renaissance where they're putting up all the new stuff. I I like the bands just outside of the of you know where they're just. And I have seen in the past year, my friend bought this place um, about a year and a half ago, and I have seen the Del Rey go from these, you know, these homes that have been abandoned. Now, in the spring, the guys went in and they've been tearing up the stumps and they've been redoing that whole area. It's just, I took pictures. It made me kind of cry because it's just, it's so cool to see it, the re-life of it, you know. That's great. Yeah. So... Anyway, so yeah, yeah. It, it depends on what you're looking for, but you should probably check out if you want if you want something near the riverfront. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. go to Andrews on the corner, ah. and you'll pass Atwater Beach, which is one of our projects that's under construction this year. Great, um, that's going to be amazing. You can see renderings right from the street of what it'll look like, and then you'll see the cranes in the back background because it's under construction this year. If you uh-huh. Andrews is a little bit more bar food, but if you want something nicer, Rattlesnake Club. I'm, I'm kind of dressed for You're dressed for I'm, it. I'm dressed. I'm dressed for. <laughs> Rattlesnake Club is wonderful. You would, yeah. great fair. Okay, all right. Fabulous. But you would definitely see people in suits. Uh, Do you uh, want to go? We're dressed. You know, you <laughs> can't see us on the packet, but we're, we're dressed we're, very nicely. Uh, well, well, and we're <laughs> Man, matching too. Yeah. Well, we're matching too. We're in our purple today. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, 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 but yet I digress, like I often do. Um, so. Uh, so what? So tell me, um, what brought you? What was your interest in coming into this organization? And other than you know, we all have to work. 
Right. <laughs> uh, well, I joined the Riverfront Conservancy in the fall, and I had been working for the past six years for the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. Yay, Symphony uh, Orchestra. Yeah, yeah, so I moved to Detroit in 2011 because a friend told me something's happening. You, I was looking so at cool. Chicago, and I was looking at New York, and she said, you should really come see what's happening in Detroit before you make that call. And that you came from? Yeah, uh, I came from Saginaw, Michigan. Fantastic. Where I, nobody moved to Detroit after college. Heck that no. just wasn't what no. you did. Um, but I came and I visited my friend Emily, who deserves credit for that. Um, and she took me on a tour of the neighborhoods. We went to Boston Edison. We went to Belle Isle. I'd never been to Belle Isle. Wow. Um, and I was like, this is a really special place. I really want to live here. So uh, I was working for the Saginaw Symphony at the time. And I thought, the DSO probably has jobs. So I applied for a job and started working for them. Um, and I was with them for six years, and it was incredible. Wow. Um, but Mark Wallace reached out to me. He actually reached out to me like two years before I came over to the Riverfront Conservancy when he was brought on board uh, to see if I had any interest in joining. And I I had no idea what the Conservancy had been doing. And I started reading about it and learning about their work and seeing the transformations that they had done. And I said in my interview that I was embarrassed to not have known. Sure. The riverfront used to not be accessible. I, I just thought it was something that was always accessible. And then when I started nope. reading the his, yeah, when I started reading the history, I thought that's insane. Why would they put cement silos there? Why would they do that? Why would they block people from being able to be down there? And I just grew more and more interested in what they were doing and the projects that are upcoming. Um, this is our busiest construction year yet. We have several public spaces that are going to come online in the next year. And then the real thing that sealed the deal for me was West Riverfront Park. Um, it's an incredible project. It's I live in the Woodbridge neighborhood, so it's like oh. really close to where I live. And it's it's the first development that I think is really reaching into the neighborhoods um, and really taking what's happening downtown and spreading it yeah. so that all the neighborhoods can benefit from the development that's happening down there. So that was really the – that sealed the deal you, you, for you me. You gave me goosebumps, by the way. <laughs> that is because, wonderful. Because you are the future. Well, you know, I can't I, imagine you know, living so. anywhere else either. After you know, Great. spending six years here, it was heartbreaking to think about leaving. So when this opportunity oh, came up and awesome. I got to know more of the staff at the Conservancy, I, I knew it's exactly where I wanted to be. It sounds like you have a real passion for it, too. And I think you know that's very important. It's a very exciting, very exciting project, the entire uh River Walk. Now, I have heard that Detroit is one of the top international destinations um, for tourists, and they love the River Walk. It's the oh, River yeah. Walk. Mm-hmm. It's an international border, you know. I and I can I can attest to that. The apartment complex that I live in, it's really small. There's only four units, but one of our neighbors does Airbnb, and all of the m- most of the guests are international. We've met Australians, a lot of Canadians, Germans, uh, just an array of people that have heard about Detroit and want the to see it. word is getting out. Yeah. Yeah. Just last year, Lonely Planet named Detroit the number two I destination think I heard to visit that. in the world. We're not talking about that the city or the state or the country. We're talking in the world. Next to some truly world class cities, are, we're number two. Are are you? Do you have people like uh, volunteers who are collecting data on people who are visiting? Do you have like 
um, are you uh, – do you have people with with clipboards who are saying where are you coming from, Where? what's your interest? You're tracking yeah, this. Tracking. We do. We try to track yeah. it as best we can because it's there is incredible wealth of knowledge out there. And the sure. more we can learn about the people who come to the riverfront, Absolutely. use the riverfront, the more we can continue to improve it and, mm-hmm. and do programs and special events that people want to use and people want to come and, and visit. Can people, take advantage of. can people donate? Uh, do you – Yeah. Absolutely. It's funny. You should ask that. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, that's what my team does. So I was brought on as the Riverfront's first chief development officer. Uh, a lot of these projects cost a lot of money, uh, and our support comes from the community. So we work with foundations, individuals, corporations. No dollar gift is too small. Everything goes to support our Riverfront. Wow. Uh, we have a huge fundraiser coming up, Shimmer on the River, Followed by GM River Days, so either attending our fundraiser in celebration of the Collins support or coming to GM River Days, which is one of our banner events. It's a carnival along the water with live entertainment. Sweet. There's so many ways to support. I mean, you can be a volunteer. You can support with your time. You can support with your financial resources, whatever makes sense for you. Yeah, let's talk about these events. Okay, Shimmer mm-hmm. on the River, June 21st. June 21st, summer it, solstice. You've got a 60s theme going on, Beatlemania. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> this is going to be a really cool event. Um, I – a huge – a lot of the work that I did at the DSO was in events, so I personally love events. If I'm going to be at one, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, so Beatlemania is performing, and we thought that was a great opportunity to make this 60s-themed. And we also realized it's the summer solstice, so summer technically kicks off on June 21st. Uh, so it's aptly titled Here Comes the Sun, and we're going to have retro-themed cocktails – Awesome food. We're encouraging people to dress in 60s garb. It's going to be very Mad Men style. Good. Great. Yeah. I love it. And and you're and you are organizing this. My team is. Yeah. Right. They're uh-huh. amazing. Um they've been coming up with really great ideas. Uh we're celebrating Matt and Karen Cullen's support at this event. They've mm-hmm. been incredible contributors to the organization. And Detroit is music. Detroit is music. Detroit is music. And let's talk about River Days, too. That's June 22nd to June 24th. And um, that's going to just be a big party for a couple of days here at Carnival. What all is going on there? River Days, for a lot of people in the metro area, is the unofficial kickoff to summer. And River Uh Days truly has something for everyone. There's music. There's local musical acts. There's national musical acts. We have an air show. We have jet ski aerobatics. We have a carnival. You're midway. burying the lead. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a ton of stuff. There's truly something for everyone at River Days. And, Sounds like uh, it's a big family It is. It's a, th- it's, it's a three-day festival. It's very family-friendly. It's we, we On Friday up until uh, 5 o'clock, it's, it's free. After that, wow. we keep it very affordable. It's $3 before 3 and $5 after. We want to make it affordable for people to be sure. able to come and, and enjoy themselves. And you've got yoga, tai chi on the wow. river. Jeez. Yeah, we do nighttime yoga, gloga. Um, gloga. Yeah. Yeah, we're all about the programs. Not only are <laughs> yeah. we all about the special <laughs> events on the riverfront, yeah. but programming as well. Yoga and tai chi are, are two of our, our – most popular programs. Those are free. They happen several days throughout the week, throughout the summer. And there's also Moonlight Yoga, which is new mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. It's exactly what it sounds like. You get lovely. some cool glow jewelry and really some yeah. really neat Sweet. lighted batons and you go on the riverfront and you so, do yoga. So let's talk about transportation. So we have uh, the People Mover can get you there. Uh, we yeah, have the People the- Mover is super underrated. 
I love the people mover. And then what's the the queue line? Queue line. line. Yep. So if you're having trouble finding parking down on the riverfront, you can find parking near the queue line. Plenty okay. of lots off Woodward. Okay. <laughs> what what is the parking around? Uh, so do you do the dance? Is the is where the the electronic music festival is that on the river? That's at Hart Plaza. Okay. Um. So we don't oversee Hart Plaza, but okay. it does touch the riverfront. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so, what is the parking situation around? We've got the Rivard. Rivard Plaza mm-hmm. is okay. a decent sized parking lot. And that's, that's free right parking. there in the heart of it. Uh, there are some surface lots nearby. A lot of people, and I'm hearing this more and more. A lot of people, if they're coming down for one of our events or some of the other events along the riverfront, they will take advantage of the queue line. Good. Or they'll mm-hmm. take it advantage of the people mover. They'll okay. park in Greektown, perhaps, okay. and get on and take it down. Sure. No fuss, no muss. And I have recently explored the smart fast bus. Ooh, yeah, I live out really in the things. suburbs. I've taken it three times now. I love it. You love it. I get on it at Somerset, and I know it goes down. It goes down Woodward. It goes down Grand River, and I think Gratiot. For me, it is a 50-cent trip I leave my car at Somerset, jump on the fast bus. I'm right downtown Detroit. Can't beat it. it you know what? It's a great little system. <laughs> does it I get like you it. to the people mover? Yes, it does. Fantastic. Yeah, it takes you right down to Jefferson. Great. So, and you can stop off different spots at Midtown. Yeah, get off at the Renaissance Center. Yeah. No brainer. Absolutely. Right. I actually wish maybe it went to a few more locations because I think, you know, if I had to. If I wanted to go to, say, Eastern Market, you know, I'd have to kind of transfer, but at least it gets me down there. So right. there's a start. So you've also got a literacy program. Yeah, G- uh, GM Reading and Rhythm is one of my favorites. So I actually stumbled upon this while I was interviewing. I went and sat down on the riverfront to prepare, and there are – so Reading and Rhythm brings a bunch of kids down to the riverfront Um to first get them to dance and get all the energy out, and then they take them into a tent and read them a book, and each kid walks away with a book. Fun. Last year we gave out four thousand books. Oh, 4, oh my books. god! That happens yeah. every Thursday and Friday, two sessions during mm-hmm. July and August. Wow. Incredibly popular. Something like uh, four thousand kids for uh, yeah. Last year, four thousand books. It's been going on for several same years. Book? It's one I mean, of what, what, different books. There's we, it's a partnership with the uh, the Learning Library and the mm-hmm. and Detroit Public Library. Oh. They give us a bunch of books. Every kid uh, gets a book when they leave. That's amazing. And I am noticing that you know I maybe I'm not aware of it, but is this year there much is much more of an involvement with the DeQuinder Cut that freight yard? Yeah, the freight yard's new this year. Uh, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're programming the freight yard on the DeQuinder Cut. So there will be food trucks. There's um, Brute Detroit is doing all of the liquor and drinks. So there's an opportunity to play games. There's live music. We're partnering with the Build Institute. So they're doing pop-ups on Saturday. There will be a bazaar. It's pretty cool stuff. Wow. We also have on the DeQuinder Cut, we also have the Campbell Terrace, which yes. is new last year. And that is kind of a small-scale outdoor amphitheater, if you will, right there on the DeQuinder Cut. We program it a little bit with music and, and like Shakespeare and, and poetry readings and things like that. But we keep it, we try to keep it kind of unprogrammed as well. So it can be kind of like a generic place where people can come down. One day you'll be walking by and someone will be playing a guitar there. The next day they're reading poetry. The next day there's a group of kids break dancing. Wow. Uh, but the new program, the Decipher music series kicks off tomorrow evening, Wednesdays at the uh, Campbell Terrace. Oh, great. 
So, so tell me, how, how did, so we, we went and checked out the Dequinter Cut, remember, in the spring. Right. So the Dequinter Cut comes pretty much, comes up all the way into Eastern Market. Yeah, I yet, love that you can get to it now from Eastern so, Market. So yeah. how, how did that kind of fit? If I, can I get a little tangential because the Dequinter Cut is a little tangential to the riverfront. So that's kind of cool um, that you guys, that's your, that, that's that's yours. Is that part of the conservancy? We we are we the perpetual that. stewards of the Riverwalk wow. and the Dequinter Cut, which means we're res- we're responsible for construction, for raising the funds, for programming, for planting flowers, clearing snow, security, all that stuff. Yeah, we're a nonprofit. We're not city supported. We everything we do is to assist the city. But yeah, the Dequinter Cut used to be a railway, and for a long time, for decades, it sat abandoned until sure. the Conservancy and some other partners throughout the community got together and decided to turn it into this greenway. So right now, it's this two-mile-long, mostly below-grade right. greenway. You can't drive on it, but you can ride your bikes and, and rollerblade and what have you. And not only does it link the Eastern Market with the riverfront, but all those great neighborhoods in between. So it's incredibly popular and it's a great link for our community as well. It's yeah, just, it goes uh, right near, is it uh, Lafayette uh, Park, that mm-hmm. neighborhood? Right it goes, you know, right through mm-hmm. that neighborhood, which I think is a beautiful neighborhood also. I just, I just think it's amazing that you guys had that, that foresight to go outside of the riverfront conservancy to go inward. I just mm-hmm. I just think it's brilliant. So awesome, guys. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's all about connectability, you know, bringing yeah. people to the riverfront, getting people out from the riverfront to experience Detroit just, and all the neighborhoods. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. So yeah. let's talk about the new projects along the riverfront. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, the Campo Greenway. So that is over, um, I think of it as where the Rattlesnake Club is. <laughs> That's, Am I right? That street is is Campo. Yeah, that street. And then on the other side of Jefferson, there there's a pathway that winds through a bunch of neighborhoods there, and it ends or begins there at Verner. And it's been kind of forgotten about a little bit. People don't use it. It's not in the best condition right now, but the city is taking the lead, and we're working with them on transforming that and, and you know, paving it, putting new lights, new benches in there, making it safe, making it accessible to give people another opportunity to get down to the riverfront and equally important of a chance to get down to the riverfront, but a safe passageway down to the riverfront. So the work will begin on that any day now. Yeah, let's talk about security a little bit. I know you Mm -hmm. guys are responsible for security along the river walk. And what does that involve? How do you – I mean, how many – do you have police officers? What? How big is your (laughs) security force? Our security is amazing. Um, we have a very like college campusy feel to the way that we approach security. So there's a call box every 50 feet and those call boxes have cameras on them so that there's a command center actually at Rivard Plaza where there's somebody watching the river walk and all of our public spaces 24 seven. Uh, we work with Eagle Security. They maintain and, and operate the, the men and women that work along the riverfront. So we have bike cops. We have people out on golf carts. We just recently acquired some segways. Uh, oh, so great. it's it's constantly patrolled. Um, this was something that I was told when I was for, when I first started that there has been no incidences on the river walks since really? we were put in place, and I questioned that, but it is true. I was because yeah. they want to be they're part of the community. They're yeah. not there to be the man. They're there to be part of the community. Things have happened and, near right. the river walk, um, right. and actually our security has responded to it, but nothing nothing has happened on the river right. Walk. And in addition yeah. to our twenty four hour seven day awake security. 
we also wow. have great collaborative relationship with right. DPD. DPD is right there on the riverfront. Border Patrol, Michigan State Police, right. um, you know, Wayne County Sheriff, the private security forces up and down the riverfront, like say General Motors and Stroll right. River Place. We have a great collaborative effort to keep the riverfront safe. It's in everyone's best interest to to keep it safe and accessible for people. And I think you made a good point, or you made a point about lighting. You know, they said that uh, once the Detroit. Uh, Detroit Edison made a commitment to bring lighting back into the city. There was a correlation between just putting lights up and just people feeling safer. Absolutely. And, you know, people, yeah, so. Mm -hmm. Okay, so moving on to more construction projects. Atwater Beach. Okay, it's not going to be a real beach, right? You're not going to actually be able to jump in the water on the river, which would be kind of cool. But. Well, yeah, you can do that on the west soon. Um, oh, really? We, yeah, when we talk about West Riverfront Park, there is a plan for a cove a that you would be able to real beach. Swim in. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So, um, but right now, Atwater Beach is just planned to be a giant sandbox. Um, but kind of like Campus Martius. Kind of like Campus Martius. Yeah, there will be a playscape on there. There's a giant lifeguard tower that kids can play on, uh, and then there is a barge that goes out into the water. Oh, really? And there will be a restaurant out there, so oh. you'll be able to get a drink actually on the water. Oh, how nice! Yeah. Wow. When is that going to happen? This fall? So or? it's under construction right now. Uh, we'll have probably a soft ground breaking in the fall, and then a full opening in the spring. I want to go on that barge. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> and Uniroyal, that's a large stretch that uh, starts next year. Uh, and yeah, where exactly is that? So Uniroyal is the connector. It's um, to Belle Isle Branch. It's on the other side oh. of Gabriel Richard. So that's been closed forever. It's the old Uniroyal tire site. It's been a lot of things over the years. Most yeah. recently, it was a Uniroyal tire plant, and that's when it's known as. It's about 30 acres. And the East Riverfront, our vision of the riverfront is five and a half miles from bridge to bridge. The East Riverfront is three and a half miles. That is the biggest chunk of East Riverfront that is not complete yet, that river walk. So when we start working on that very soon and we complete that connectivity, that is going to complete our vision for the East Riverfront, that mm-hmm. three and a half miles. We'll still have a couple miles to go on the West Riverfront. So this Uniroyal project it's is, huge. is huge. Yeah. Right so. now, if you're biking the riverfront, you would stop and go up. To, have to go up to Jefferson oh. to get over to I, Belle Isle Bridge. And yeah. it's, it's dicey, though there are some good things happening on Jefferson with the I, bike lanes. I think I saw that imploded. I think I saw that Uniroyal uh, – it, oh, it, it, really? it was after the Hudson building yeah. was imploded. It was a big old factory. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. I saw that. I went down and saw that imploded. So – when we, you and I went down to Belle Isle and we went to that, we went to Shiver on the River. Yeah, we went to Shiver on the In River, the not Shimmer on the River. Yeah, and we talked Similar. to somebody. I, I talked to um, somebody that was doing fundraising. They were selling the hot dogs and the right and the and and Mark, maybe you can address this that. The conservancy is kind of where other small nonprofits or volunteer groups kind of coordinate through or maybe that if the DNR, if somebody wants to volunteer their time, if the DNR – like you guys are kind of a coordinating – you're kind of like – 
you're kind of like traffic control in a way. I, is that correct? That's a good way to consider it. I mean, the, the Detroit Riverfront Conservancy in the what 14 years we've been in existence, we've, mm-hmm. we've made tremendous strides in revitalizing the riverfront, but we're not doing it alone. Okay. Um, we're very proud of the public-private partnership that we, we've had and has allowed us to achieve such great success. So we work with a lot of different organizations uh, throughout the community and throughout the state. You know, the Belle Isle Conservancy is a friend of ours. We work closely with the DNR. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belle Isle's a state park now. So there's a lot of entities and organizations we have great relationships with because we're all in it together. We're all in it to make the Detroit River on the river. Exactly. We're all in it to make it the best place it can possibly be. Great. Yeah. So, and then West Riverfront Park. So that was a contest? Yeah, West Riverfront Park. uh, We had a design competition funded by the Ralph C. Wilson Foundation and asked people to submit RFPs to design the West Riverfront Park. It's 22 acres on the west, which is comparable to Maggie Daly Park in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And we narrowed it down to four firms that were competing to design it. And we did a day of presentations at 1001 Woodward. And all four firms presented models. And we had it on display for two weeks so that the community could come in and give their feedback. Uh, We had a panel of jurors, and they narrowed it down to one which we announced a couple months ago, Michael Van Valkenburg and Associates, and they are now tasked with uh, designing and building that park. Um, well, we're building it, but they're <laughs> designing it. Um, and they're currently in the schematic phase uh, as we raise the funding for the park, but they really dreamed big. I mean, honestly, when I saw the four designs that the firms had put forward, Michael Van Valkenburg and Associates was immediately my first choice. Um and the, not that the others weren't amazing. They were really amazing. But they really dreamed big and they really? they built this cove um, that would allow Detroiters to touch the water. And during their wow. presentation, they got hammered pretty hard over the cove and whether or not it would be feasible. And their response, I thought, was what made me really like them the most. They said, look, we don't have to do the cove, but so many Detroiters told us they want to touch the water. And we wanted to show you what we're capable of, but we did think through the logistics of this, and then they talked through how they would do it, and it became more feasible. Uh, and now the more conversations we have with them, they're, they're coming back into the community over the next couple years to meet. We just had our first public meeting where we invited the community to come meet the team, hear what they're planning. We had a great turnout, 120 people. Wow. So the competition's really been driven by the community. We did, uh, over the course of almost a year, the four teams competing came back to Detroit and met with the community to help guide their designs. So I, a picture that came into my mind when you first said the cove, you know, in Saudi Arabia and Dubai, where they made these islands out into the, into the Arabian, you know, they made these beautiful cove-like island. Is it going to be something that's naturalistic that goes out into the into the strait, into the river? Uh, or is it yeah. something that's already kind of there? You're going to add like it, land mass? It really doesn't bit, go or? out so much it that it goes, goes in. Yeah. Oh, we're kind of carving. In. We're bringing you're the river carve it out. into oh. West Riverfront Park. So you, you lose some acres of the park, but you you get this beautiful cove. Oh, and wow. Okay. One of the ideas that they had was, uh, so when they were being asked, like, how is this feasible? They had built this rock island out in the water that actually breaks down the water flow so that the oh, water wow. coming into the cove is shallower. But it doesn't, it does another amazing thing. It also brings a lot of fish back to their natural habitat. 
So the um, the side of the cove that goes out into the water becomes a really amazing fishing pier. Sweet. Yeah. You know, I think that's a big deal, too, because I think there are so many people who have really, you know, counted on the Detroit River as a great fishing, you know, spot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I see fishermen when I go out there now all the time. And Your father, my uncle. Was a great fisherman. Our family. Well, our family was, was great. Huge, huge on fishing. Lake Michigan or Lake Huron fishing. Yeah. 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 So, we are holding very true to the heritage of, of fishing in Detroit and with West Riverfront Park as well as when we redesigned Mount Elliott Park and Gabriel Richard Park. We made sure that we put places in there where people can fish because yeah. it's it's part of our fabric. People mm-hmm. love to fish here. You know, another thing I wanted to talk about is the water quality. It's it's good. It's improved. Mm-hmm. Ever since that Clean Water Act from the 1970s or so, the water has improved dramatically. And plus, less industry on the yeah. river. So people can feel confident swimming in the Detroit River, eating the fish. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm not an expert. <laughs> there are people smarter than me who could speak to it more intelligently than I can. But uh, the water quality has improved dramatically. Mm-hmm. I mean, just over the last couple of years, not to mention the next decade or so. And it's it's less industry. It's better regulated uh, industry. It's these standards and emissions things that have been passed. It's, it's a combination of efforts that really help bring the riverfront back in terms of, of making it a more vibrant place. So, yeah, now you see people fishing more, people swimming, riding jet skis. We look out our window every day and there's a ton of recreational boaters up and down the riverfront. Oh it sounds like you yeah. have a good office. Yeah. Like, right. I want to I want to see your office view. someday. You have a great view. So It's pretty amazing. I, I just wanted to ask Mark, uh so what what drew you to I know that your communications and uh you live in the area. You live downriver if I remember correctly from our first conversation. Correct. I've I've always been a, a PR guy. I've always done public relations in sure. my professional professional career in some way, shape, or form. And I was working at a small PR firm here in the metro area. I had been down to the riverfront countless times for concerts and uh, bringing the kids down when we were younger and riding our bikes and things like that. And I had a friend who used to work at the Conservancy, and she said, hey, I think we're going to be looking at bringing in a communications person. And I said, sign me up. So I threw my hat in the ring, and uh, one thing led to another, and I was lucky enough to land that job, and that was about six years ago. And Cassie and I were actually talking about it, not to get too corny <laughs> with everybody, but, you know, I look out that window, 17 floors above the riverfront, wow. and, and every day it's not lost on me just how special this project is and, mm-hmm. and revitalizing this riverfront and bringing it back for people to enjoy. It's 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 great we, to be a part of we, that winning we, team. We appreciate your, your we hard work, really. We definitely do. And before the Riverwalk opened, I don't think I ever had any idea of how beautiful the yeah. Detroit River is. Stunning. I mean, it's just stunningly gorgeous. And I think I always thought it was a place where there were a lot of factories and you couldn't find it and the Detroit River, who cares about that? But it is stunningly beautiful. You know, that that river, if you go back in history, that river has been a place of commerce for as long as Detroit has been around, like 400 years. Yeah. That river has been, I mean, it was a little marshier back in the day just because, you know, we've, we filled it in a little bit. But that river has provided life, you know, it has provided commerce, it has provided sustenance to this area for hundreds and hundreds of years. So 
God bless that place. You know, I mean, it's the strait, the river, whatever it is, it has, it is, you know, served many, 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 many lives and many families. I think you're right. And I think that we owe a big debt of gratitude to the Riverfront Conservancy for developing it for as a place where everyone can go and enjoy our natural resource and look at a foreign country and um, have a wonderful place to to have an event and you know we you can guys, call this episode come on back to come, the detroit yeah. river <laughs> <laughs> right come back to the detroit, detroit river, river for sure well thank you guys so much yeah. for coming on this comeback city um yeah i'm really excited to see the new changes that are going to be coming up um you can follow us online at detroitriverfront.org or our facebook you can see posts of the construction underway and all the updates about west riverfront park what's that email that uh website again it's detroitriverfront.org great and where can they find our podcast again Um, (laughs) we're comeback city podcast detroit there you go um okay so thank you for joining us on our journey into detroit's past present and future and we invite everyone to explore the comeback city thank you very much